It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. It's Todd filling in for Harold and Mustafa. And joining us in the Shepherd Home Health and Hospice Studios is Superintendent of Clinton Public Schools, Mr. Tyler Bridges. Well, good morning to you. Hey, thanks. So let me turn on the right mic. We got oh, 20 we go. mics in here. There good, we go. Good, there good, we go. Er, yeah. good early morning. I pulled the Herald there and, and <laughs> turned up the uh, Ramba. Well, I appreciate appreciate you coming in. Uh, I know a big OU fan like myself, uh, you're you're always at the game. So oh, yeah. did you set with Art Bryles? He'll <laughs> uh, <laughs> start that rumor. That's, uh, yeah, no, no. Actually, um, uh, it's funny because I believe we've got a, we've got a student that is uh, editor of the OU Daily, a former a, a former student alumnus from a few years yeah. ago i believe he was actually the one that took the initial picture uh the <laughs> wow. one that's on most of the news stories because yeah. uh, he was he was covering for ou daily so that's a little clinton connection i guess but no i was <laughs> sitting with uh mr bryles i guess no longer a coach that's bryles. all anybody was talking about uh, yeah. sunday yeah. and monday hey at least we won the game that's the important thing to me we tackled i think yeah i think one of the bigger distractions was the offense not being very good but, <laughs> yeah. but I, I i chalk it up to we've been we've been season ticket owners for quite some time and uh, I chalk it up to it's non-conference, second game of the season. I feel like we only uh, we only ran about you know two pages of the fifty-page playbook. So, and we're probably uh, not going to do that much at Tulsa this week. So, no, let's wait till Big Twelve. Play. You know, be be pretty vanilla. But yes, defensively, I tell you, I, I've been pretty excited because SMU is a pretty good offensive football team, and and really held them. Kind of had a bend, a bend don't break, um, tackling well, and. Uh, the one drive had a lot of penalties that could have been avoided, and they wouldn't even have scored a touchdown. So those those are the things that, yeah, we're, we're excited about. They look like a different team, so we're excited about that. They do. Well, hey, Red Tornadoes took Heritage Hall to the wire. What an exciting and – I, and I hate that we didn't end up with a victory, but, man, proud, when you're going against these recruits, uh, private school game. kids, it was wow. And I'm telling you, the, the quarterback from, from Heritage Hall, you know, highly Best, touted, yeah. and an OU commit, um, yeah. had been nationally recruited at a lot of D1 schools. He's, he's a good player. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he's a really good player. You know, he was out for that, for that one quarter and hurt yeah. his hand, and, you know, we just, their, their offense did nothing, and we did whatever we wanted. Uh, and so, yeah, no, we're, uh, I think we've got a shot to be, to be uh, extremely competitive for the remainder of the year and make a little bit of a run. I, I've 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 been in Clinton long enough that I've learned to never count our football teams oh, yeah. out. Our kids are tough and they're well coached and they're conditioned and and so we can we can take a team like that that's probably not going to lose a game this season and probably going to win the three A state championship and uh, they beat us by. A touchdown, and we yeah. fumbled it. How many times did we fumbled it? Five yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, so. Uh, and through an interception, yeah, I think yeah. we have five or six turnovers. So we can do something like that. I think we're, I think we're going to be okay with most of our most of our competition in districts. Especially. Well, and I love, even though you know Bishop McGinnis the week ahead. I mean that that was like a six yeah. A type team, yeah. but but I like playing the tougher competition in non-district because it then it makes you know your regular district games okay maybe this isn't as tough as i thought yeah it was and we always be, we know. always want to win every game but especially clinton clinton yeah. never wants to lose a game right, you know right. those, those first three games are glorified scrimmages a lot of times you know you've seen what you got and doing the same thing i'm sure we didn't run a whole lot of sets and things that we'll run for the remainder of the year yeah um you know run some some pretty traditional stuff but no um well you're going to get some good competition in in district next year if you've seen the district realignment here to yeah. charleston district next yeah. year so 
I know that's the district realignment is, is pretty interesting. So, but uh, no, we're we, we played well. I was I was excited. I didn't really know what to expect, especially you know um, uh, Zayden Collins was held out for a concussion protocol the week before. Yeah. Obviously, that had a big effect on the on the team and on the game, and um, and uh, having come in and, and play really well. So he is amazing. Yeah, he is a human highlight machine yeah, on both sides really of the ball. Yes, too. he's he's really good. So and he's got a whole you know he's got this season developed and he's got a whole another year. So that's exactly. always exciting too. So. Well, we could go on and on about football because we both love it so much. But let's talk about what's happening with the school's construction projects ongoing. Yeah, so we've got um, phase one. We're we're neck deep in in phase one of our uh, our our projects. So phase one is uh, construction at Nance and Southwest. So we have a, an eleven classroom addition at Nance that is uh, currently under construction. It's it's uh, pretty much dried in now. They're getting ready to start sheetrock here, and uh, not too long we're gonna have brick on the ground here pretty quickly. So it's on track to be done oh toward the end of march um early april so it'll be done plenty of time for next school year for us to to move in there um and give us time to do renovation on the classrooms that we're moving out of um and then the other part of phase uh, of the first phase is over southwest we have a 16 classroom addition over there um we unfortunately got stuck in the uh, uh the monsoon weather that we had this <laughs> yeah. summer so you know we had about what 22 23 inches of rain in about 50 days or so and so <laughs> we are unfortunately uh, we're every bit of probably two months behind over there. So, unfortunately, we're looking at it may be uh, it, it was already going to be a you know done in May or June. Now it's looking like hey, it might not be done until August September, which is obviously not what we want to hear because yeah. we have a lot of moving uh, with that particular building to get in it. We're going to be moving about thirty staff members, um, you know, on on campus about you know fifteen or twenty on campus, and then another dozen to fifteen or so all the way from Washington Elementary to come over since we're bringing fifth grade from Washington. Washington into into Southwest, so hopefully you know we can catch uh, catch some good weather and we can catch uh, catch some breaks and get some time back. Um, but unfortunately, we may be you know having to move after the school year starts and. Uh, if we do so be it, we'll be moving into a brand new building, so that'll be great. But uh, And then we've put out to bid uh, for our middle school. Middle school plan's been finalized uh, a few weeks ago, put those out to bid um, uh, a little over a week ago. So we'll open bids on October 4th um, at the board office here in Clinton at 6 o'clock. And we're hoping that we've got, oh, 30, I think 35, 36 bid packages, something like that. Different, wow. different, you know, different bid packages all the way from dirt work to glass and yeah. you know, painting and tile work, those kinds of things all the way. Uh, it's going to be every bid of all Almost a two-year project, um, and we're hoping that we've got. Oh, I, I hope we've got 150 or more bidders. Is what I hope. You know, cool. so um, it's just amazing what construction costs and things have done. Um, they've, you know, they've almost tripled in the span of about, you know, 12 or 13 years. It's, and it's hard to plan when you do a bond, you know, a few years before it all happens, yeah. and then you think prices are locked in, and they're not. Yeah, no, yeah. and that's one That's one good thing about Oklahoma law is yeah. we have uh, GMAX, of guaranteed max bidding. So if somebody bids, you know, on October 4th, and they say, hey, we're doing the glass, and we know it won't be for another 18 months, and they tell us what, what they think they can do it for, they're locked in. Um, so that's that's one good thing is once we know on October, October 5th, you know, when of our general contractor sorts out all the bids, and uh, we we do all of our bid selection, and everything. We'll know on that day what the building is going to cost us at its absolute worst case scenario, um, and then everything you know else will be underneath that with contingency and all those types of things. So we're hoping that uh, what happens on the middle school is what happens on uh, Nance and Southwest on Phase One, which is we came in about. Oh, seven or eight percent under budget yeah, that's um, awesome. in, in terms of what our estimate was. And that's obviously what we're hoping there. So it's going to be a beautiful building. It came in at almost 67,000 square feet. And wow. uh, um, I'm hoping that we're going to get to break ground here in the next. Oh, gosh, I would hope 60 to, 
you know, push, pushing it, you know, 60 to 90 days, but I'm hoping in more like 60 days we'll be breaking ground and seeing some dirt moving. And for maybe people that aren't in Clinton or just curious where that's going to be, it's going to be right next to the high school, kind of where the old administration building kind of used to be, right? Yes, correct. We've demoed that already. Um, it's going to sit right there on the corner, kind of tucked um, right there on the corner of J.C. Lane and Gary Boulevard, kind of makes a little bit of an L uh, where we don't have to move our softball field or any yeah. of that kind of thing. So it's uh, it's been a little bit of engineering on our civil engineers yeah. and things like that to get, to get everything kind of tucked in there. Um, but I think once it's in there, it's going to be a beautiful addition and you know, we're going to have, um, you know, especially right there on that campus, we'll have six through 12th just right there, basically on one, wow. on one, you know, uh, it's obviously a large, uh, on a large footprint, but be all kind of there together. So, of course, the interesting thing, which it is for every school, and there's just nothing you can do about it, the drop off and pick up scenario is yeah. always, because it's always interesting it's, over there it's anyway. Always interesting. <laughs> and uh, that's actually, that's actually, that was the one, not that we haven't had any surprises the whole entire time, but, during the kind of the community um, connection part of the capital improvement, you know, campaign, having some community forums and speaking at civic club groups and just, you know, just talking to everybody about it. That was the one thing that we had more questions about that I didn't expect in the least. You know, maybe it's because I'm a dad, you know, yeah. and I, you know, I guess maybe not. But one of the biggest questions was, hey, you're going to add a grade here and you're going to move the middle school over there where there's already a, the high school. What's traffic going to look like? And yeah. so I think we've got some things worked out. But again, like you said, who knows until that until that first day? I'm sure we'll make some tweaks, but um, that's that's always a concern. Yeah, you figure it out once you go because you can really never anticipate what it's going to look and like. And people learn the routine. You. People yeah. learn the routine yeah. too. So yeah, and we'll stagger sometimes some bell times and different things to help. So that's that's a big part of it. Tyler Bridges, Clinton Superintendent, is our guest this morning. Quick break. We'll be back with lots more on the right time for Western Oklahoma. News Talk KCLI is committed to local news. That's why we're honored to win the 2022 Non-Metro Radio Newscast Award from the Oklahoma Association of Broadcasters. Our team of local reporters cover Western Oklahoma like no one else. We're excited to be recognized by the OAB, but honored to serve you every day. Award-winning news, opinion, passion. 99.3 News Talk KCLI. Look, we totally get it. You'd rather not be listening to an ad right now. But if you have to, a mini ad is better. Maybe even a Pepsi mini ad. Still all the flavor of the full-size thing. Just minier. The way ads should be. Like this one. Pepsi minis. That's what I like. Pepsi is delivered locally by the Nicholson family at Pepsi of Clinton. Brian Baca is an investment advisor representative of and advisory services offered through Royal Fund Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. If you are an avid golfer, you'll understand what I'm about to say. Investing is a lot like the game of golf. There are three phases in golf, the tee shot, the approach, and the putt. In financial planning or investing, there are also three phases, building wealth, protecting wealth, and distributing wealth. In golf, you're allowed to carry 14 clubs. You don't use your putter to tee off and you don't use your driver out of the sand trap. Each club has its own function, and it's the same with financial tools. In investing, we can't use the same financial tools for all of the different phases of planning. Wealth-building strategies won't help protect wealth, and wealth distribution or income strategies won't help build wealth. The purpose of money dictates how it's invested. Let us help you in determining the appropriate strategy for your long game. Retirement can be a very long time, and we'll be here before you know it. Don't attempt at being unprepared. 
Give us a call at 323-6800 or visit our website, retirewithbacket.com. Are you one of many Americans affected by inflation? Guess what? Agency Supply says no to inflation by repricing all power tools, welding supplies, and construction equipment, along with ag and oil-filled equipment and consumables. Agency Supply will not be beaten by the competition. Come over to Agency Supply in Weatherford today and find out how you can beat inflation with Agency Supply's Inflation Buster Pricing. The other guys say for the ones that get it done, Agency says we get it done for you. Agency Supply, 400 South Access Road in Weatherford. The food was awful. The staff was rude. I left three messages, and they never called back. It takes one bad review like this to completely derail your business. Don't let these people write your story for you. Be in control of what is being said about you and write your own story. Think of it like buying insurance for your business. Protection against bad word of mouth. Radio advertising is the avenue you need to create a consistent, positive message. Let's brand your business together. Give me, Courtney Grable, a call at Write Broadcasting, and let's work together to write your future. Hello, fall and football. It's the Ram Power Day sales event. Tackle the savings on a new 2023 Ram 1500 from Cummins in Weatherford. You'll get game time wins on all the new 2023 Ram lineup. Join the winning team. Just ask Donnie and his team how to get in the game and drive home your perfect play. Go to Cummins Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Weatherford today. Cummins Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Weatherford just off 540 and Airport Road and online at CumminsChrysler.com. Welcome back to The Right Time for Western Oklahoma. Todd Bruner filling in for Harold and Mustafa. And with us in the Shepherd Home Health and Hospice Studios is uh, Clinton Superintendent of Schools, Tyler Bridges. Tyler has just brought some uh, PragerU videos to share. He's going to mandate that those are, are now part of the <laughs> curriculum in schools, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. No, that's not the case. That's not the case. So it, it is... Is this really a big deal, or is it much ado about nothing? Because uh, Ryan Walters says if schools want to, mm-hmm. they can use some of these videos from PragerU, which is no doubt. It's a conservative media guy, Dennis Prager, a longtime conservative talk show host. But it, but it's not being mandated, and we've already seen a lot of superintendents okay. saying uh, it's not going to happen. Or So is it really a big deal at all? I, I mean, I think it's more about the the splash and the name and the the recognition of you know the media splash of this is what we're doing and you know like you said the the conservative side of things or whatever. Um, no, I mean I, I really don't think it is just simply because it's not a mandatory thing. Um, we go through a lot of vetting processes for the materials that we use in class and um, and I'm not for sure that that one's really ever been on our on our radar quite honestly. So we have Oklahoma academic standards in every single subject that uh, that you can imagine and so. Uh, we're really big on following those, um, and we've got adopted curriculum that you know we have that's approved through all of our you know teacher teams and all of our uh, you know board of education, all those things already. Um, so I mean, teachers use supplementary materials and those types of things, um, which I guess this can be considered a supplementary you know material because it's really not. Um, robust enough to be any sort of curriculum they're little cartoon videos Um, so uh i'm not admittedly not a a prager you kids expert by any stretch but um i think it's a little bit more about the maybe the media splash than it is the the uh, practicality of using this as a curriculum in school so yeah and 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 with regards to the videos would it be an issue if a teacher said hey i want to play one of these or would they have to ask permission anyway to do something like well that? i mean not yeah not necessarily i guess i mean I, i'm assuming that it's uh, um 
appropriate, I guess you could say. You know, I'm yeah. sure it's not, you know, in some way, you know, inappropriate, whether or not, obviously, you, obviously everything's been politicized to, yeah. to, to the nth degree. And so um, I'm a big believer in, in uh, you know, two plus two is not a it's not a red or a blue, uh, you know, fact. I mean, yeah. you know, we're, we're trying to teach kids facts and we're trying to teach kids, um, you know, think for themselves and, and be critical thinkers and those types of things. And so, um, you know, any materials that we feel like are going to guide someone to being a, a particular you know way of thinking obviously i think we would have a little bit more uh, of a red flag over but again i'm not uh, admittedly not a prager you kids expert at this point so actually it's funny because we have a leadership team meeting uh, every single tuesday morning yeah. um, and i'm hustling right back after this to go to that um, and it is one of the items on our agenda because i want to talk to our administrative team to see you know have they looked at it what, what do they think of it? it you know those types of things just because it is something that to be quite honest with you i think the vast majority of people don't know anything about so yeah and but it makes a great headline that uh, people have been talking about kind of yeah. like art Bryles, as a matter of fact but you know yeah. with regards to curriculum because i know even i don't know a whole lot how that is formulated so i know we have state academic standards and i actually pulled up on my phone this morning just from the oklahoma mm-hmm. department of education to look at the academic standards and it has hey a second grade history you kind of talk about the constitution mm-hmm. you know on and on and it seems like pretty basic stuff so how how is that handled at the local level because they set a standard but they don't tell you exactly you have to use this curriculum absolutely to teach, not. right no okay. there's yeah there's a wide array of, of resources that we can use and obviously we have to use yeah. um uh, certain resources and things because um well i mean just because 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 the the depth and breadth of any subject area is just too much for anyone to just self-create all the materials that they need especially the level at which we teach you know students now i mean the the concepts that we're teaching in math and science and those types of things in fifth grade now are things that i learned you know probably as an eighth grader maybe yeah. not, you know it just and i'm not and i don't feel like i'm that old you know so yeah. um uh so we we have to have those things and unfortunately oklahoma is not um a national player enough in terms of the size and the, the size of the market um a lot of the curriculum is driven by texas florida california new york places like that just just because they buy you know so much more um but again um, when we're talking about standards, whether it's Common Core standards or Illinois standards or Florida standards or Oklahoma standards, I would bet that the vast majority of them are either similar or exactly the same because yeah. uh, a fact is a fact, a date is a date, an event is an event, you know, a math concept is a math concept, a science concept is a science concept. And so um, obviously the way in which we teach things um, can be different just from teacher to teacher, methodology, those types of things. But the content is a lot of times what the content is, especially if you're presenting it in a in a factual way and those types of things, because the facts are the facts. And so uh, where they don't have spin on them and, and, and those types of things. And that's what and that's what we want. And so we have a process that we we vet everything through our teacher teams and things. We, we, we choose what are called essential standards in every one of our collaborative teams. So every subject area um, that is self-contained and then obviously every grade that's self-contained has a collaborative team. So our second we'll just say our second grade team, our second grade team is our is our eight second grade class classroom teachers and our, our elementary curriculum director and they're the ones that um, you know go through and choose essential standards um, things that we feel like are, are most important you know in order of importance for students to master uh, because we believe in teaching to mastery um, and um, and and we choose those and then they they pace those out throughout the whole entire year and they find ways to assess those they find ways to reteach those whenever the, a student doesn't master a particular skill and so um, it's an all hands on deck thing whenever you know we choose a new 
reading series or we choose a new, you know, uh, math series or something. Not just like one that. person making the decision. No, absolutely yeah. not. No, and I think that's a pretty inefficient way. And and not, we like to obviously empower our teachers to be able to, you know, um, uh, have those have those choices. Now we do, um, you know really encourage uh, limiting things that are outside the scope of, of stuff that we've talked about as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, methodology is one thing. If you, if you teach a student, you know, how to arrive at four from two plus two one way, and I teach it, you know, another way that maybe I was taught, that's, you know, that, that's, that's at play all the time. That's teacher autonomy. That's, I use number you know, blocks. You, you know what I mean? I mean that's <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. that's the autonomy of it. Um, yeah. But the fact remains that two plus two is four. And I know that's a very stripped down basic um, thing. And I know that a lot of, um, a lot of what there's so much controversy over is the civic side of things um, and the history. Some people say we don't even teach civics uh, anymore. And we, it's probably not maybe rammed in a a younger age, like, like when we were, I don't know. My my son was excited this year because he has social studies, you know, and, and obviously we've focused so much on um, reading and math across the country. Um, You know, pretty much everything pre-K through pre-K through fourth grade is focused on reading and math. Um, And, you know, if you've got really good teachers that, you know, that are experienced enough to be able to weave some science concepts and things in and second, third and fourth and do some of those kinds of things. But really, I mean, from, from the state department down, um, and it's a national. It's a national thing. It's not necessarily just. Oklahoma. Well, reading is the most important Re- thing. Everything math, else comes from that. It's all right. reading and math. And so, um, no, I mean, like I said, a lot of the controversy and stuff comes from you know civics and social studies and history yeah. and those types of things because we have different viewpoints of how things affected. Uh, you know, when you social studies, a lot of people I think think about history, but whenever yeah. you're talking about what social studies really is, is it's this it's the study of different societies and groups of people, and so um, we have conversations about you know how history affected certain groups of people or how history affected the movement of certain people and how did that affect their culture and when you get into those kinds of topics and kids maybe start forming their their opinions or you know they read something that you know makes them think this way or that way or then obviously there that's when that's when the politics and the and the controversy yeah. start entering itself um and so the big thing is obviously teaching kids and presenting them with opportunities to critically think. I mean, we want students to be able to critically think and problem solve. Um, because I don't know about you, I've been on a few job interviews, and no one's ever asked me who the 14th president was. I didn't <laughs> yeah. have to recite the fact. Yeah. That doesn't mean that, that that's not important to know who our presidents Abraham are. Abraham Lincoln, by the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> and how yeah, our so. and how our you know different branches of government work. That means that, that doesn't mean that's not important. It just means you know we really we really want students to be able to problem solve and critical think. And I know that sounds um, kind of cliche, maybe or sounds uh, a little bit basic but those are those are the most important building blocks of learning is we want students to be able to learn their entire life um, and uh, and I think that I think we can do that free from a lot of the controversy and things that we're that we're seeing that are supposedly in you know all of our schools and things well bottom line if a parent is concerned about something in the curriculum they can actually address it always. with the board the principal I mean right always. yeah mm-hmm. always so yeah. parents okay. have rights just like just like anyone else, obviously, you know, I mean, obviously. So, um, yeah, no, always. Well, uh, one other thing is just I, I think we forgot to mention. What time is the left wing indoctrination meeting? <laughs> is, are those weekly or month? No, I, I'm just, no. uh, I tell uh, you, yeah, but, but, some but, of those and, buzzwords. And, and, and here's here's the thing. Every teacher out there is different. Are there a few wacky teachers that show up in a TikTok video that get shared a million times on Twitter? But I've said it before. I'll say it again. Teachers 
the most important job in the world. They are underpaid. And yes, we've gotten them some more money, but I truly think in my heart the starting wage for a first-year teacher should be $50,000. And it, and it goes from there because it is the most important job in the world. And don't let the headlines of one wacky drag queen, you know, uh, teachers somewhere, uh, create a toxic feeling about public schools. And that's the unfortunate part because you know, Todd, I mean, we, we can pull we can pull a toxic headline from, you know, from our most cherished um, you know, positions in any community. Yeah. Uh, whether it's, you know, law enforcement or, or, or churches or what I mean, people yeah. that we revere and respect, they're all there are bad human beings and, and flawed human beings and yeah. things in every one of those. I mean, I, I think that's the basis and the core of, of even religious beliefs. We're all we're all, you know, flawed human beings. And we all, you know, um, so I think you can pull those from any. And, and I, I really that's the thing that I've hated to see the most is uh, we've we've somehow schools have become at, at ground zero and, and kind of the, the the central focal point of uh, a of culture a, of, a, of, of a culture war that I. Yeah. I've been, this is my 20th year in education. Um, I've been around a lot of people, been around a lot of kids and in several different communities and a lot of teachers. Um, and I have personally never witnessed a, a single, um, you know, uh, shred of what, what some of these, like you said, in your words, culture wars, culture wars yeah. are based off of. Um, and so that, that's the, the, the broad brush is, is really disappointing, uh, because we have a lot of good people that are getting out of the profession and we have a lot of, um, you know, potentially highly effective, you know, highly qualified educators that can make a difference in kids' lives that aren't choosing to go into education either because of, um, the toxicity and the hostility, um, around education right now. And I'm, and I'm, I just don't know where it's, I guess, where it's come from, um, because I don't, we treat it like it's a rampant thing in every single community and every school and all these teachers and libraries are doing all these things. And, and, you know, are there bad people that have done bad things? Yes. I mean, we're, we're never perfect and we have a lot of work to do, um, but it's just not happening at the scale at which, um, you know, it seems to be portrayed. Well, all I can tell you is that, and I'm one guy. But I'm in Clinton High School once a week, okay? And I work with some amazing students that are just incredible. And and I'm inspired Mm -hmm. by them every day. And then my kid is in second grade over here in Weatherford now. Uh, He comes home every day excited about learning. And, yeah, guess what? We're doing spelling and reading and math. And, And by the way, he's acing every test, which is just, of course, he must have got that from his mom. But but I just I, I love that he loves to learn. And the same way with students that we work with. And that's just a small segment, obviously, the broadcasting. But they love to learn and they're and they're great kids. So I'm inspired every day by what teachers do. But also at the same time, um, I think sometimes we forget, you know, I'll say the older we get, um, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm closer. (laughs) I'm closer to 60 than I am to 15 now, unfortunately. But, um, you know, I think we forget a lot of times how how tough it was even whenever we grew up to be a middle school student, to be a high school student, uh, probably to even be a college age student. And then we didn't have social media throw, you know, 24 seven social media, you know, 24 seven news, 24 seven, you know, everybody's got phones and videos and and photos and record of every movement. Um, And it's, I mean, being a teenager right now is a hard time. Um, And so you have kids that, you know, are, that don't know what they want. 
kids that are, are confused about life, kids yeah. that, you know, make poor choices and, you know, things that have always gone on, but they're magnified now just, just due to kind of the, the culture that we have and, and the yeah. things that we have now. And so sometimes we forget, you know, especially if we don't have young kids that are growing up right now. I mean, my daughter's 14. Uh, she's a freshman, you know, I mean, so wow. it's, um, I, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, so, so I get reminded of it, even though I'm in schools every day, uh, I get reminded of it every, you know, every day that, that it's a, I mean, it's a really tough time in life in general. And this is a really tough time in history to have that, uh, to yeah. have that tough time in general. And so well, thank God for, for teachers and administrators, everybody involved with the schools. But remember, education also starts at home, kids. So don't think that you just get to shove your kids at school and uh, that's where it starts and stops. That's another conversation gotta... for another day. Exactly right. <laughs> I'll come back. Tyler, thanks so much. Appreciate you coming in. Thank you for having me. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.